0: hey everyone welcome to cigars and syndication i'm robbie rogers and uh i'm here with my co-host jay and we're we're passionate about cigars and real estate and today we're going to talk about some different exit strategies to syndications hey everyone my
1: name is junaid noor um welcome to cigars and syndications like robbie said we are very passionate about cigars and we're passionate about real estate too but more so about cigars um And we will be talking about the strategies in in syndication and real estate
0: and different types of real estate that you own. But first, what are you smoking today, Robbie? Uh, We are smoking a Flor de los Attila's from uh, uh, my father. It's a really good smoke. Um, I'm getting a little peppery when I first lit it up. And it's uh, a little bit on the milder side from what we've been smoking and, and maybe just picking up a little leather
1: yeah I, I like this cigar um, it's smoking well um, it's a little I get some pepper I get a little bitterness uh, a little bitterness um, in in my mouth but uh, uh, it's not a bad cigar so far I get a little bit of leather too not quite like the i mean this is by my father but when you smoked the my father and you smoked the le
0: You know, it's just a completely different standard of a smoke. Uh, And hopefully, this gets better as we smoke. Yep, I'm hoping so. Um, Today, we're going to talk about some different exit strategies and, um, you know, maybe compare it to or relate it to some of the situations that are going on in the market today and what might be a a good strategy for you. Yeah. So, when we talk about exit strategies uh, in real
1: estate, whether it's apartment complexes, uh, any kind of real estate, uh, single family homes, uh, investment, any investment properties, condos, whatever you have, um, there are re- really three main uh, categories of exits. Uh, uh, one is uh, to, well, one is to just keep it. That's not really an exit, but you know you keep it, you hold it, you hold it for the cash flow and the depreciation that you get from it. Um, but the other exit is either you sell it. Or you could do a 1031 exchange, or the other one is refinance it and take out the cash. So we'll talk about each topic one by one. Um, and, uh, we'll get into some of the details and, you know, uh, feel free to, to leave us some comments on our YouTube video, on our YouTube channel, uh, Albany Park Capital, or, uh, feel free to look up our website, uh, hit the resources tab, albanyparkcapital.com. We've got a lot of articles and a lot of free information.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some really, um, you know, there's some people out there that are really creative, and and you know they react to the market, and definitely impacts what they do to these properties. Right now, you know, maybe the the, the especially in in some of the real estate sections in the country, it's it's slowing down, and you know, obviously interest rates are making an impact. And maybe they had to change their, you know, maybe they bought the property with the intentions of of selling it right away. And now, you know, hopefully their underwriting was done appropriately and and they can hold and, and cash flow it. So uh sometimes the decision is not necessarily what you want, but it's what you have to do, you know, to get to get through this high interest rate period.
1: Yeah, so in general, real estate um in general, real estate makes money. Uh but the thing with real estate is that real estate is normally A long-term asset. You have to be able to hold it for at least five years. Um, The the issue where people lose money on real estate is they underestimated remodeling costs or they overestimated the resale value of the real estate. Uh, Or they didn't plan for some other eventuality or some other emergency and they have to sell at a fire sale. That's where people lose money on it. But that aside, um, you know, assuming that you don't have to sell your real estate, uh, this is a great time to hold because uh, as interest rates increase and as inflation and inflation is going down a little bit, but it's still at around four percent, asset values always go up with inflation. So, you know, in an inflationary environment, you want to hold your assets. Rental values will go up. And because of that, the values of the assets will go up,
0: right? So I mean, so you're you're you know hopefully breaking even or making a little money on the rent and getting that three, four, five percent appreciation in property value, um, so that you're you're actually realizing some gains, you know, even though it may not have been your your plan ultimately. So exit strategies go back to what is your overall strategy,
1: right? Hopefully it's it, you know you you don't have to sell in a fire sale. So your overall strategy. Uh, has to align with uh, your your real estate. You know, like if you have real estate, if you have any stocks, if you have investments in any other businesses. So all of that has to come together. Uh, and you should talk to your tax professional about this because they can help you align your strategies. Because uh, you know, stock portfolios and your ordinary income, um, whether it's W two or from a business, and your real estate uh, passive uh, investment income. They're all taxed differently, and they're all in different buckets, right? Um, so it, it has to align with your overall strategy. So one of the strategies is I'm going to keep it, and I'm going to uh, get the cash flow from it, and then I will also be able to use the depreciation against other real estate investment or other passive investment that I have so that it evens out and I don't have to really pay taxes.
0: Well that kind of leads up to the what you had mentioned earlier with the in regards to the ten thirty one. You know, if taxes are one of your concerns and, and you know you've invested and, and have a similar project that you can invest in again at a at, at a potential sale, you know, taxes are are a a good strategy, you know, and if you can save money and, and avoid some taxes by using a ten thirty one by all means. So yeah, you know, a ten thirty one uh, strategy is, uh, is a
1: really good strategy. And, you know, uh, in general, um, you know, if you sell a property, you have the IRS requires that, you know, you identify a new property within 45 days and then um, you close on that property within 180 days. Yep, that's right. um, and uh, there are some ways you can try to extend those dates. You know, you can delay the sale or if you know uh you know once your um your the property that you 're selling is under contract, you can start looking for a new property right away because usually when a property comes under contract, you know appraisal financing you know commercial properties will require environmental reports all these other reports sometimes that takes three months, so you can actually add three months to that uh forty five day deadline because it 's from the date of sale and so the way it works is <clears throat> you You sell your property uh let's say you bought your property for a hundred thousand and you sell it for two hundred thousand. Now you have a hundred thousand dollar gain. If you don't do anything that gain gets taxed fifteen or 20 percent depending on your your uh the type of property and and the the capital gains tax bracket you fall into uh but if you do a ten thirty one exchange that means you go and you buy another property for two hundred thousand dollars. So you bought the first one at 100, you sold this one for 200, you got to you got to buy at least a $200,000 property. Um so that $100,000 gain gets rolled into the $200,000 and so that's not taxable. And then it gets a little bit more complicated because any depreciation you took has to be recaptured, that gets rolled in as well. And so we you get what's called a stepped up basis. So The basis of a property is whatever you paid for the property, plus any depreciation recaptures or any capital gains recaptures. It gets a little bit complicated. And again, you know, it's not something that you can pick up your turbo tax and try and figure it out on your own. And believe me, there are some people who try to do this. And I, you know, being an accountant myself, being a CPA myself, told them, hey, get a tax advisor. It's not something you're going to be able to figure out yourself.
0: Yeah, and there's some there's some syndicators out there that specialize in ten thirty ones, and and you know if that's your game, then you know I you know try to align with those groups because it is it timing is crucial. Uh, you have to have multiple opportunities um, in front of you because you know forty five days in in the real estate world is not a long time. One hundred eighty days to get it closed is not a long time. So you really need somebody that specializes in that and and really understands it.
1: Yeah. And you know, uh, this is one of the strategies of building wealth is, um, keep buying real estate, keep doing a 1031 exchange and keep building up, uh, the, the gain in your property values without having to pay taxes. So this is a very good wealth, uh, preservation strategy.
0: Well, ultimately, you know, and you may not know the answer, they may need to call their tax advisor, Let's say four projects down. You decide. Do you only pay taxes based on the amount you pull out? Um, no. So there are there are a lot of different
1: exit strat- uh, strategies outside of the ten thirty one. Uh, but mainly the way people do it, and and then then it's going to get into real. Uh, it's going to get into estate planning, right? So if you have an LLC, you can start distributing the shares to your children. Um, you know, if you pass away the your children get that uh that uh property with the stepped up basis as their basis so they don't pay any taxes on it at all again talk to your tax advisor it becomes kind of complicated as it goes down but you know once you sit down with your tax advisor you can plan out a strategy that'll work really well for you and preserve wealth
0: well i'm just going to talk a bit about this cigar again um I enjoy it. It's pretty mellow. Um, again, I, I, it's on the milder side. Uh, the peppery kind of kind of faded, and I'm just kind of getting a nice mild, woodsy flavor. Um, it, it turned into a pretty good cigar. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, this is a sun-grown wrapper,
1: and um, you know it's mellow. Uh, the bitterness is gone, which is good. Um, and I am getting a little bit of a wood, a little bit
0: of leather, and you know it's not bad for it under $10 smoke. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, for the price point, this is, a, this is an excellent smoke. I'm, I'm enjoying it and uh, I'm looking forward to finishing it.
1: So another exit strategy is obviously to sell it. And if you sell it uh, without doing the 1031 exchange, then you're going to have to go ahead and you know, you're going to wind up paying taxes on it. Um, capital gains taxes, if you... Um, Capital gain tax is between 15 and 20%, depending on the length and whatever your other tax situation is. But another strategy that a lot of wealthy people use uh, on real estate that has a lot of equity in it already, instead of selling it, they just refinance and take a loan against it. And so when you refinance it and you take a loan against it, well, that loan is not taxable. It's a loan. Um, And uh, as long as the higher loan amounts uh, are sustainable or the the cash flow from the property can sustain the higher loan amounts it should work out fine so you know that's a it's a it's a really good strategy uh that a lot of wealthy people use is just they just take loans against their properties
0: yeah no i think that would be a, that's a, a really good strategy and and that's not one that i've actually I've not really got into the refinancing, but I know a lot of groups that did it very successfully, and and you know, they use that property and leverage that property to buy multiple properties.
1: Yeah, and you know, this might not be the best time because interest rates are high right now, eight, you know, eight, eight and a half percent, almost nine percent in some cases. But, you know, right now all indications are that the Fed actually Goldman Sachs just came out with a report today uh indicating that they expect the Fed to start decreasing rates uh first quarter of next year.
0: I think we're all waiting for that.
1: We are all waiting for that. And so when the rates are back down to 3, 4, 5%, refinancing and cash out is a great strategy because ultimately what you're doing is, you know, if you're if your property is producing 10% and you can refinance at 3% and and invest in multiple properties that produce 10%, why not?
0: Yeah, I know, I know that, and, and I've read and, and I've talked to people in the industry, and there's some ownership groups that are, that are struggling now, you know, they put their underwriting together, um, looking to sell, right. That was their, their single strategy. However, their, their PPMs were written, you know, obviously where, you know, they may need to hold it. They may need to hold it indefinitely. Um, so, you know, there's going to be some trying times. There's going to be some misdistributions. Um, I, I mean, all the way from interest rate concerns to still trying to collect arrears from COVID. Yes. And, you know, um, <clears throat> a lot of investors
1: might be upset because they were promised that, or at least in the marketing material, they're promised that, you know, we would refinance and cash out or we would sell the property within three years. Um, but the reality of the matter is that you can't. Uh, this is not a good time to Refinance and cash out because your 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 property probably won't sustain a, a much higher uh, interest rate. You know, if if your initial interest rate was at three and three and a half or four percent or even five percent, and now you need to refinance at eight eight and a half, it'll be there. There are going to be very few properties that are going to be so well managed that they'll be able to sustain that much higher note.
0: Yeah, I've seen deals get quashed for a point. So to to, to- Go from a three or four to a seven or eight. I mean, it, it kills a lot of deals.
1: It'll be interesting to see uh what the banks will do to some of those properties. Will they cause the banks are not in in the in the business of owning property, right? They don't want the keys back. What they want to do is they want to collect their interest payments. So maybe the banks come up with something creative and say, okay, you know what? We'll still give you a five-year balloon, but we're gonna amortize it over 40 years instead of 20 years just so that you can sustain the payments and hopefully the interest rate environment gets better. Um, you know, the, the interest, the rents go up higher and we can keep getting our, our interest payments.
0: Yeah. We had a couple bank scares. Um, I think a lot of the commercial loans and and construction loans are regional. You know, my hope is these guys get creative and, and restructure a lot of the deals. Well, I think, uh,
1: I think that's a lot of information uh, for one episode. Uh, again, you know, talk to your tax advisor. People should really think about the different exit strategies. An exit strategy is something that you actually think about before you purchase, right? When, before you get into an investment, you should know what that exit's going to be. And if you don't know, then you shouldn't be getting into that investment. That's my golden
0: rule. And we've done several podcasts. Jay's written some really good articles on albanyparkcapital.com. Go check them out and you'll definitely educate yourself and, and maybe avoid a, a situation where, uh, you are expecting a sell and get a hold or wanted to refi and, and they're still holding, uh, do your homework and, uh, make sure you know your partners.
1: Yeah. And you know, uh, I love to have checklists, uh, right before we end, I'm going to give everybody a homework assignment before you get into any kind of investment, have a checklist of all the due diligence that you're going to be doing, you know, uh, what the repair costs are going to be, what you expect to gain from it, what the depreciation is going to be, uh, what the loan costs are going to be. But one of the items that you should have on that checklist is, how do I get out of this? What is my exit strategy? So whenever you're getting into an investment, make sure you have an exit strategy. And, you know, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Like Robbie said, we have a lot of resources available, free articles on, uh, albanyparkcapital.com, hit the resources tab, leave us some, some comments. If there's something you, you want to, you know, you want us to talk about, if there's a cigar you want us to, to try out, we'd be happy to, uh, oblige.
0: Hey guys, thanks for joining us and look forward to, to seeing you next time.